Yes, indeed. Come and get some on a Thursday morning. Give yourself a little extra breaking distance out there. We know a lot of you ride around the Washington, D.C. area in some beautiful automobiles. I saw a couple of them crunched up calling your insurance man this morning. Why? Oh, because you're not paying attention. And all of a sudden, you're in rush hour traffic. Heavens to Murgatroyd. What happens? You run into the back of a 2003 Explorer that bangs your front end up because you ran into the back of them this morning, man, in the Mr. BMW SUV this morning. How about that, Russell? Calling their insurance man on the way in, listening to Russell and Medhurst, which, by the way, if you're going to listen to us right now, our engineers are working hard, but we need you to listen to us on the Odyssey app, or if you're one of the five people in captivity that have an HD radio... (laughs) Turn it over to 1067 HD2. I was searching around. I was searching around. Maybe I've missed it. Oh, I've got Bluetooth radio or whatever that is. I've got Bluetooth capabilities on my digital. I do not have it. I, I do not have HD. And oh, we Matt, are back. Matt oh, says, just like that. Megadittos. We're back on the Magic Man. How about that? Huh? The Magic Man. Matt just snapping his finger and saying. Let's bleep and go. Let's rock. Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to give Kevin Sheehan some ears this morning, and I was like, "Oh, Ke- Kev's." And then I kept punching other AM stations. I'm like, "Oh, okay, I'm getting that. I'm getting. I'm getting an AM station in Cambridge, Baltimore." Uh, but uh, looking for my friend Kevin Sheehan. Now we're over the air, so stick with us here on the Team 980. You could have been uh, a shark or a sharp. I could have been a shark. I'm pretty well, you know. I am pretty sharp. Last night, I handed Joe Miller a college mm-hmm. basketball winner. How about that? He texted me before the game. He said, "What do you like about these numbers?" And I said, "Oh, I like that one right there." Check mark, ding ding. Okay. <laughs> and which game was that? Uh, that was Lafayette getting four and a half last night at American. Not only did they cover, they won outright. Mike Jordan, their coach's name is Mike Jordan, by the way. Not uh, Michael Jordan. Not Michael. Well, he probably might. Be, he probably is right. Michael Jordan. He but he said, is. "You know what? Right. I'm going to shorten this up and call I'm myself, call myself Mike, Mike yes. Jordan." Yes. Um, and his team is playing very well at Lafayette right now. They struggled really early because first year coach, uh, after having a coach that had been there for 27 years, right. uh, first year guy really playing their best basketball of the season. Beat us a couple of weeks ago, and um, you know the, I, that's a team. If you're uh, if you're, you're someone that likes to peruse college basketball. Um, that's a team that I think uh, carries you to some uh, green check marks, uh, depending on which service uh, that you're using right now. Shout out to the Navy midshipmen, winners last night, best defensive performance of the season. Sean Yoder, 14. Falls Church's Daniel Deaver had 13. And the freshman out of Douglas High, Mike Woods from downtown Croom. He had six points, a career high, as the freshmen getting to play a little bit more for Ed DeCellis as the mids picked up a win, and then we go to West Point on Saturday for a doubleheader. Can't wait. I always love going to Army. So you have to uh, drive up on early Saturday morning? Yes. Um, Wife has a boat show this weekend in Timonium. Timonium. So so that means... Timmy and Timonium going to go visit? That means I've got... uh, Kelly duty because we're playing in a tournament at softball tournament at Washington College on Sunday and uh, Saturday morning I'm going to pull out about 5 a.m. to roll up to West Point the women's game starts at 11 and then the men's game starts at 1.30. So it's about a, what, a five-hour trip? Four and a half. Four and a half. Four, I can usually make it in about 4.15, 4.20 with 
uh, traffic that time of the morning on the and New Jersey Turnpike. The, the women's game at eleven, men's game at one thirty. Yep, out done by out of the gym by four. In a perfect world, yes. And then nine back with a stop for dinner. Hoping nine. probably around nine. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> yeah, Guerrero's got a long day Saturday. Ouch. Hopefully, though, for a good cause. Yeah, so that's, we will. That's tough. We will see. Um, you know, you, you know where I'm driving on Saturday. Oh, uh, would that be Ohio? No, absolutely nowhere. Oh. <laughs> although, although, although I I, I am uh, doing a little, uh, I guess, uh, extra work myself. Going to be oh, that's right. On You're CBS on uh, CBS Sports, Sports Radio, Radio yeah. uh, for a nice. five hour. Imagine this. But think about it. You're Some, leading in. You're leading in though to an NFL playoff correct. game. So that's. Correct. That's the good part. You're leading into an NFL playoff game, which means you're going to have a nationally captivated audience. Mm -hmm. What's the first game Saturday? I think it's Chiefs, Jaguars, Kansas City, if memory serves. And then Eagles, Giants. Giants, Oh, you do. That's a great double. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that is a great double. But since the last time I've done a show at CBS, which was before Christmas, we've gone from four hour shows solo to five hour shows. So now it's 12 to 5, and it's all me, not me and you, me, by myself against the world. Well, I mean. (laughs) Maybe I could call up Kirk. You're, I mean, you're good. He's not busy this weekend. I don't believe, no, he's not. He is available. (laughs) He is available. Hey, maybe he could preview that giant Eagle game because he played both teams. That's true. Maybe he could. could. I, I I, I did text him. Earlier this week, I did think about asking, and then I, like, in the back of my mind, I always feel bad. Hey, now well, that right. you uh, are Not eliminated, Monday, can you- <laughs> Monday when you were saying, "Hey, man, great season." Yeah. You know, enjoy your off season. Probably, probably, probably not the, not the right moment right. to get that done. But he would be great to preview the game because be he played great. both teams. He would be great. Just trem- he would he would be tremendous, but I I don't even feel comfortable about doing it right now. Like I mean, I, I'm guessing he would do it mm-hmm. because we have a good enough relationship. Yeah, sure. sure, as long as he's not occupied doing right. something. But it's it's like your first weekend without football since late July. Yeah, right. Do I? Do I want to, you know, do I really want to make and, him go through that right, and, and make and, a commitment and all that? I, you know what I would in a. Maybe in a non-interview setting, Mm -hmm. okay? Maybe in a non-formal setting. I would love to get his take on what it feels like, right or wrong, to be the, to be, not only is he a villain in one city here, Mm -hmm. he's a villain in his own city now because the quarterback and or the coach, because remember, last year and the previous years, you could pin on Zimmer. Right. If you wanted to. Right. Okay. Well, you couldn't do that this year. You couldn't do that this year because Zimmer was gone. Right. And they won a lot of football games. That's the thing. That's the thing that will always get me about. Like, if I if we were working in Minnesota and taking calls and talking about their season, the fact that they won so many games, came up short in the playoffs, and and did it with a – because, as we said – when they were bad this year, Chris, they were really, really bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, they threw in Clunker City a couple of times, forty to three. You name it. That's why they had such a. Uh, that's why they had a negative point differential. Mm-hmm. But just his thought 
even though he could retort, just look at just look at the commas in his bank account, okay? Because he's 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 a corporation. He's made so much money, right? All right. But, he's played the system perfectly. Oh my gosh, him and uh, it, it, McCartney's his agent, right? It Mike McCartney. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they've uh, look. It, Mike Mike McCartney is is one of the best in the business, uh, especially and and Kirk Cousins may be Exhibit A, the son of. Former legendary Bill Colorado McCartney, coach, Colorado coach, right? Bill McCartney, not Paul McCartney's son. Mike uh, McCartney is not Paul McCartney. I love Paul McCartney. Yeah, one of my favorites of all time. Uh, probably right behind Stevie Nicks and Chuck Brown. I heard the Billy Joel Stevie Nicks commercial. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, that's a far way away to get excited and lathered <laughs> up. But I know I might have to plunk down some. Billy Joel Some good uh, was somewhere. I think that. it was Madison Square Garden the other night, and I think his daughter came out and performed. Oh, really? Yeah, Alexa Ray Joel Alexa came Ray out Joel. Uh, nice. and performed with him. But Kirk is a villain in two different cities that he played in. That, his own cities. Yeah. Because I would say, predominantly of Washington, right. as we know yes. from our interactions with no the doubt. audience, no he's doubt. a villain here. No doubt. And I think now that Zimmer's gone and they still came up short, I think he's probably a villain in his own right. city, because Kevin O'Connell's a fresh face. The only guy that I've seen catch maybe more shrapnel so far, and this is a very inexact science, is Ed Donatel, the yeah. the yeah. Uh, Vikings defensive sure. coordinator. And the Vikings so. defense was atrocious, deservedly so. But um, isn't that more of a personnel issue, though? I, 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 coming from the guy who doesn't want to blame coaches or give coaches all the credit that everyone else does. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think they share. I, I, I think there is some shared sure. blame. Sure. Because the coaches are. I mean, look, you you got eleven guys. You got to figure it out. You yeah. got to try and do something. But they've they, they've got some pieces, a couple of pieces. But the only offense they managed to make look good or bad was the Commanders. Right. Of course. But that's that's my that. But that's my whole thing about which was all Scott Turner's fault, by the way. Of course it was. That's why he's no longer here. Right. And Charles London is interviewing today. Ken Zampezi uh, interviewed yesterday for Washington's offensive coordinator position. Let's go to another team that has a villainous-like reputation. I think villainous may be a little strong. Disappointing reputation, mm-hmm. though. Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, Chris Tapps, Porzingis. Mm-hmm. On the surface, on paper, it's a tremendous trio. We just haven't seen enough of them together. Together... Last night, exactly what Wes Hudson Jr., Tommy Shepard hoping for, not only good offensively, but the team was good defensively last night. I mean, if this team holds a team to 105 points, that represents progress, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, considering the, the way it went against Golden State the other day, and, and obviously the Knicks don't have anywhere near the firepower that a Golden State does, especially when Steph Curry is in the lineup. And remember, Golden State didn't even have Clay Thompson the other day. Right. But Washington holding a team to 105 or less is – I mean, it's a solid effort. You'll take that uh, because you've got, when all those pieces are together, you have the arsenal that should be able to get you over 105 points. So a good win last night. The team went 1-3 and three on a recent homestand. So now you've got to try and make up for that by winning some road games. Off to a good start last night. Right. but yet, But yet already, Chris, as... You know, we were prepping for the show. You brought up the the Shams uh, article about Rui and trade rumors. Chase Hughes was on uh, with the junkies this morning from NBC Sports Washington, and Chase's is dialed in 
uh, pretty consistently as anybody on this basketball team, certainly talking about Rui. And let's face it, with the the story we saw about Kyle Kuzma a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. this team is running the risk. As much as they would love to clear some space and sign him, whether the player and his agent want to sign here long term seems to be a serious question. I think they can come up with the funds to keep him. The question is, does the player want to stay here? And that's almost as much of a distraction now for Tommy over the next three weeks approaching the trade deadline as it is for Wes trying to coach this team and get them back into at least play-in territory where they have a chance to get into the postseason. Because right now they're on the outside looking in. Yeah, and and listen – I mean, th- there's a lot of days and a lot of games to go still before the deadline, before you actually have to make the decision. But let's be honest, these conversations are, you know, they're complex and they do take some time. So you have to start having them now, right? You have to start preparing for any and all possibilities. And that is certainly one, and Rui is certainly one, and what have you. And again, we'll talk about that a lot over the next couple of weeks and we will see what they do. And remember, Tommy seems to make a lot of late deals. Wasn't it last was it last year or two years ago? I can't remember that it would look like they weren't going to do anything. And then all of a sudden, like within a five minute span, we found out about four trades. <laughs> you know, it was kind of crazy. Um so listen, I, I, I think um f- first let's start with last night, okay? Um they caught a little bit of a break because Mitchell Robinson got mm-hmm. hurt early in the game. He only played nine minutes. You lose a big man like that, that's gonna hurt you in a lot of different ways, obviously. But still Take nothing, 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 nothing away from the Wizards' effort last night. Because if you look at last night, I listened to a lot of Dave uh, here on the Team 980 um, and the Odyssey app while I was bumping around last night, while I was at the gym, what have you. The one thing that you would say, they opened up strong first quarter. Of course, 13-point lead, caught New York napping a little bit, what have you, a quick little revenge tour game, what, you know, juiced up Madison Square going, you're up by 13. A lot of times, when a team comes out racing, then they fall flat on, this has happened to this team. Remember on a Friday night against Kevin Durant and the Nets in like late November, they came out really strong and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden Durant and the Nets woke up and they were up by like 30 at the half. I'm not saying it's exactly the same situation, but you get my point. And they did give in a little bit. They were outscored by five points in the second quarter. So they're only up by, what, eight or nine at the half. But then in the third quarter, right, back and forth, New York's making a lot of shots. The Wizards are making a lot of shots. My goodness. I mean, it seemed like every time things were about to fall apart, the Wizards would get a big shot from either – you know, Denny Avdia or Kuz or uh, uh, I'm trying to think. You know, Beal obviously had a part in it. Uh, I'm trying to remember all the different like sequences and shots. And so they went from having a 17-point lead at one point down to like a 7 or an 8-point lead. I think it was a 7-point lead late third quarter. And you could hear it in Dave's voice. Dave kept em- emphasizing how important this game was, how important how it was essentially a must win. And it seemed like they were going to let it go. And yet every time you just, they kept coming up with a big shot, Pete. And listen, they're 19 and 26. Let's, let's call it what it is. They're not a good team right now. Uh, 
some of that is because Bradley Beal's missed over, uh, almost half their games. Well, he missed the last five. They right. went one and four right. in those games But I think he's missed like 22 well, yeah, right, out of, right. sure, uh, total. you know, whatever it is. In totality, right. Hopefully they can preserve him and get him. I mean, he only played 29 minutes last night because obviously keeping him on, on a minutes restriction, I guess the minutes restriction maybe was 30, maybe it was, I, I don't know. The bottom line is, is last night was... Again, not a must win, not like they would have been eliminated, but it was a hugely important win in the conference just for your own psyche, for everything, for everything. New York's not a bad team. They're over 500. They're not a great team, but that I mean, was a huge— they've lost back-to-back home games now to teams that— you know, yeah. are behind them, and they quite hadn't frankly, been, the and they hadn't been good in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. coming into last night as well, and and they weren't bad last the night. The question for them too, though, is, I mean, I guess in a sense, it's it's Jalen Brunson. Um, you know, some nights it's Julius Randle, mm-hmm. uh, but who's the guy that you know says jump on my back? I'll get us back in this game. I mean, I thought well, it was I mean, Brunson, right? I, I mean, I went back after my game last night. I went home and and because I I listened to Dave down the stretch uh, here on the Team 980 driving home from my Navy game last night, and then I watched the game when I got home. And this game, I mean, Washington, I think won this game really in the first seven minutes. Yeah. I mean, Porzingis came out and played like a guy like we see a former player playing in a city that he used to play in. Um, and seemed to really have focus and purpose, banged a couple of threes. I mean, they're up 19-5. Yeah. And when you're on the road, every coach is dreaming of a start like that. That's what you're hoping for on the road. Get that first blow in. Get that first punch in uh, early in the game. I mean, it was 7-0 in the blink of an eye, mm-hmm. 19-5, and you're making the Knicks play catch-up uh, you know, from, from, from that start. standpoint. Yeah. And and that, to me, to me, that's where... Um, they won this game. They were getting balanced. I mean, Brad hit his first shot, so that's what you're looking for. And the other thing I thought about Brad last night, when you haven't played for a while and you're a $250 million player, there's sometimes there the, there's this impetus, I've got to, I've got to establish myself right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And that guy comes out and takes a lot of shots, some of them bad shots. Brad didn't do that last night. Very efficient, uh, 18 points on 7 of 11 uh, for Brad last night. And I know in the scheme of things, your $250 million guy is supposed to give you more than 18 points. I understand that. Mm-hmm. I, I understand where all of the angst of Wizard fan comes from, okay? But for a guy coming off a hamstring that's been in, that's been out, that's been in, that's been out, I don't need Brad trying to be Superman right away coming back from that. I just need Brad to get through the game mm-hmm. um, and and be able to play in the next game. <laughs> Right now, that's what you're. That's what you're hoping for. Just, just so Brad can play tonight and then play in the next right, game. Right, and then we'll go from there. We'll worry about you know February when February gets here. I just need Brad to play in the next game, yeah. and then the next game, and and go from there. But I think you know, and I I love Emmanuel quickly. By the way, I think quickly's from Baltimore. He is originally, and where he's from the Baltimore. Yeah, area. love love him. Uh, you know, had a solid game uh, for the Knicks. But you know, again. Make the other team play catch up. Washington did that. And, you know, I mean, look, you mentioned Denny. I mean, Denny had like a run of his own of like six to eight yep. points, yep. Um, you know, himself. And, and look. And, and Kuzma, you know, Kuzma, we were talking about with the trade. He was I, like, I forget what his, his um, final numbers were, but uh, four of 12 from three, 11 of 24 from the floor, 13 rebounds, seven. I mean, a doll, 27 points. Yeah. He had a great. 
Like, you look at his game last night, and I was just running back through the replay. So the variety of shots. I mean, he hit several long-distance three-pointers. He had a spin-corner baseline three-pointer. He had drives. He was dishing. Duh, again, seven assists. He was boarding 13 rebounds. It wasn't like Kyle Kuzma... I'm just going to get open on the wing and just pop a three right on the on the threshold, right on the line, and and that's how I'm going to get my points. It was an all-around Kyle game from Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma is a bargain at $13 million yeah. this year. That number's going to double probably sure. for him next season. And it should. In okay, that, probably going to double NBA for standards. him. By, yeah, exactly, by NBA standards. going to double. This team, look, when Denny Avia can actually finish and make a shot, you know, that's the player that you drafted in the top ten. Denny plays his ass off. He tries his ass off yep. guarding people. That's yep. that's you never have to worry about effort from him at the defensive end. Sometimes he just can't guard people because right. people are really good. Really good. Um, but if Denny gives you anything remotely close to eight to ten, eleven points a game to go with that defense, yep. but again, I come back to the same thing. A top ten pick, isn't that guy supposed to give you more sure. than Eight yeah. points, ten points. Which which is why this team ultimately is still in the trouble that it's in, because even though you have Kuzma playing well, Beal when he plays is think about this is good. Think, and Porzingis hey, has been healthy and very this, good. Chris. Hachimura doesn't start. Advia sometimes when there's injury. Johnny Davis, not even on the club right now. That is those are three picks yep. that at this point. Kispert, should be, Kispert didn't start Kispert, last Kispert uh, had part-time starter He's also. He's been starting, <laughs> but yeah. That's four draft picks that you expect to get more out of. And you haven't gotten consistently. You know, Hachimura, some nights, reaches up, plays tremendous basketball. Last night, he couldn't throw it in the ocean. Uh, Kispert, another guy that some nights, you leave him open from three, he's going to bang three or four of them right. uh, in a game. Some nights he doesn't, though. Uh, Denny, some nights looks like he's he's never seen how to score a basketball with some of the things he tries to force at the offensive end. And, of course, Johnny Davis is playing for the go-go right now. So that is that, that's the frustration, I'm sure, Wizards fans. And believe me, Tommy and the people in the organization probably feel that frustration. You know, they've gone for, in many cases, all of those guys with exception. I mean, Denny has a lot of international experience. Mm. They went for experienced, developed developed players. And then why hasn't it come faster and, on the and, NBA and level? Exactly. Or exactly. more consistently on the NBA level. I mean, Rui's the one that keeps tantalizing right. you. One night he goes out and has 20, and then yeah. last night he goes 0 for 7. Right. Exactly. So maybe well, that's how, why. How much, how much of that is the trade rumors? You know, maybe he was, you know, I don't know, feeling a little tight. Another player that Don't has uh, been almost as unavailable as he's been available at yeah. times for this team, though. And that yeah. that hurts. I mean, that, that developmental time uh, is a significant factor uh, right now. So uh, that is that is the frustration that Wizards fan feels out there. And I assure you, because Wes and Tommy's employment hinges on whether guys play well they're not trying to take players mm -hmm. that are going to lose games for them that's that, that i mean they're trying to take people i mean johnny davis is scoring 30 points in the big 10 every other night i mean yeah. he, he's a guy that could score the basketball is he the best pure shooter no but he could score 
He could score the basketball. And for whatever reason, this confidence right now is just waning. Um, he's playing good defense. I mean, you know, he's a solid defensive player. But, you know, you get picked in the top ten, got to go score some buckets. And they've not gotten consistent buckets from any uh, of their last four guys. Uh, and it's been rather disappointing because they all showed the propensity to score the basketball uh, in their previous stops. And as we find out every night, the NBA is still uh, the best at the game. 301-230-0980. We'll examine those trade rumors uh, involving Rui and what do they do with Kyle Kuzma coming up later this hour and touchdown at 10. Charles London's in town today to interview for the OC position. And Jerry Jones, he and Dan Snyder for years have had a very friendly NFL uh, relationship. That distance appears to be growing as well. We'll talk about that and more. It's Russell and Medhurst. We're on 9 to noon each and every day. If you're new, welcome inside. For all of you that have been with us now uh, for uh, several months and the show continues to get stronger and stronger because of you and your listening, we appreciate it uh, very much. 301-230-0980. That's how you get to us on Russell and Medhurst on the Team 980 and streaming live for free every day, as always, on the Odyssey app. I love watching the video of this. <laughs> Spectacular. Can, can you play the guitar like this, Matt? No, I was percussionist in high school and all that. Oh, I love drums. I'm, I'm drums all the way. My man, Rand Gardner. Great percussionist. Good old Rand. Can you play this? Can you play the guitar like this, Russell? Is that what you do when you're sitting at home oh, at oh, yeah, yeah, 1.30 yeah. a.m. after yeah. you wrap up another edition of the Locked On Commanders yeah, podcast? Right, 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 right. Exactly, because that's what I'm doing at 1.30 in the morning. Well, you're always up at 1.30 in the morning, I so mean, I figure you got to be doing something. Well, that's because I drink so damn much that I'm having to go to the bathroom at 1.30 in the morning. Of course, drinking soda and... Um, yeah, what was that? What I you, mean, coffee look, here. This yeah. is like my second big cup of coffee I'm working on. Uh, stopped at your favorite, uh, yeah, like one it. of your favorite locations. I did miss that. All I did this morning, I didn't get the red can. I do. I, I left it in the car. I do have another can of Diet Dr. Pepper in the car. Not a boy. And I actually got coffee with no sugar again this morning. So something, something is wrong with me. Something <laughs> is wrong. Something is desperately wrong. And look. <clears throat> Somebody was that. having your oh. fav- your favorite type of meal. Wow, that's got to be a Hoffman deal. I would, I would assume because Doc didn't have it yesterday. No, I would assume. Look at look at Craig Hoffman having a little panda action. I mean, a little oh. panda action from Craig. I mean, I I I, I can only <laughs> imagine that Craig must eat like what alfalfa sprouts, carrots. And well, he's a workout professional. Yes. So he's not putting he's right. not putting bad things in his he body. He doesn't punish his body like no, I do. Definitely not. Um, <laughs> like what we both do. Wow. Uh, see, and, and especially I punish now, my body more because Rosecroft opens tonight. Tonight is opening night at Rosecroft. Right. Seven fifteen post time. You can watch live at rosecroft.com. Um, that means I'm going to be eating something on the way there because Kelly has a bowling match today. So I'll go to that and then I'll be going to Rosecroft. So. I'm going to have to eat something. Maybe I'll eat bowling alley food. 
<laughs> How about that? Is that a thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't been to a bowling alley in a long God, time. Look, guy that runs the uh, the counter where they're bowling at, they practice at Annapolis, and then today's match is actually at the same Annapolis Bowling Center. Um, it's Unified Bowling that my daughter participates in with uh, special needs kids from her school. Oh, that's awesome. And God bless the guy behind the counter. Kelly's Unified partner. Mm-hmm. He goes up to the counter every time, whether he has enough money or not. Mm-hmm. And he ordered like a seven-inch pizza yesterday, personal pizza. It was big. Um, and no matter how much money he has or not, the guy behind the counter, if he doesn't have enough money, he makes up where he just takes it right out of the tip jar oh, that's good. and makes up that's sweet. You know the difference uh, for him. He's done it twice now. That's really and nice. it's just I, any of these bowling centers that support Unified Bowling sure. uh, in your area, please go support Absolutely. them uh, because they're giving up a lot of lane time. Yeah. Um, I went to the first match last week. Uh, Kelly School was playing Crofton, and it's a lot of lanes that they're giving yep. up to help support these programs. So, um, that's awesome. And and like I told you last week, I mean, I was in tears watching the first one, man, because yeah. watching watching those kids, for many of them, it's the only time they're going to be on a team in their mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And you know, and seeing their joy and, you know, accomplishment for what they're doing. Um, it's it's awesome to watch. I mean, yeah. you and I are blessed. We watch the greatest athletes in the world all the time. We've talked to them. We've you know, we've had personal conversations with them, uh, you know, and so we know what we we see elite level sports and we see the joy that those athletes have. But for unified athletes to see their accomplishment, knowing the challenges that some of them face, um, just trying to, you know, I mean, again, just trying to pick up a ball and mm-hmm. throw it down the lane. It's not that easy for some of them. And to see them accomplish is just sensational. Well, I can just quickly add to that. You know, like, Tyler likes to go to bowling alleys. He does not really like to go bowling Mm -hmm. because he can't figure out and coordinate the fingers in the ball. Funny you say that. Which is, an like, it's a unusual thing. No question. No question. You know. Kelly's partner. Stands up there with two hands, mm-hmm. and bowls underhand, right. and with two hands. That's what Tyler's done. That, that, when he, when you can get, he'll watch. He'll, he's interested in watching it. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes he doesn't want to do it. And weirdly enough, where he also struggles, if you have to force, if you force him to put on bowling shoes, oh, oh yeah. That, that, so so that's why we don't really go bowling a whole lot with him. Well, you got to be. Um, I mean, there's a comfortable. You got to be comfortable in the environment, right? Um. I mean, there's one there's one young lady that because they'd been going to the same place last week's was at a different place. So she fr- was at first she wouldn't get off the yeah, bus. Yeah. So the bus driver had to go around the parking lot and make another approach. So it looked like the same approach they make at the other bowling center to make her comfortable enough to get off the I bus. I mean, routine and 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 yes, and, and um, absolutely. I, I guess um, absolutely, and, you know, and comfortability, if you will, is. Is also a very, very, no doubt. very God bless and God bless the educators that take the yeah. time to be involved uh, in in these programs. Um, Wizards clearly involved. Tommy's taking calls. Maybe he's even making calls. Uh, Shams Charnia uh, talking about it. Uh, at least so far with Rui Hachimura, uh, because he is part of um, 
a loaded forward position A on the club. Mm-hmm. B probably if you're trying to sign Kuzma at the end of the season, if you're holding out hope that you can do that, you're probably not going to be able to re-sign Rui uh, for what he may be worth on the open market right. uh, to some clubs right now. So any fault at all if Tommy can get any form of compensation for him back in return right now as you try to clear the deck, or or do you think if they get if if they get communication from Kuzma and his agent that they are seeking to go elsewhere? Mm-hmm. Does Tommy unload both of them and just try to get max return right now for what you can get? And it's not necessarily a rebuild because you'd still have Porzingis and Beal with you. Right. But if you're going to have pieces that you know are not going to be here next year, why not try to get something for them? Right. Because you never know what might hit. Well, one has a player option in Kuzma, Mm -hmm. which he's not going to obviously exercise because it's like $13 million. But he may not also want, I think, the max that the Wizards can offer is like four years, 70-ish million dollars right, the or ultimate, something like that. The, the ultimate equal part of the equation, does he want to be here or not? Well, th- well that's, that's and the that's the thing. disappointing right. thing. So if, you've got to find out from his agent yeah. and from Kuz whether he wants to be here or not. I would hope that he does want to be here just saying, look, Beal and Porzingis and you could be the threesome that puts us over the top if we get health and if we get the right pieces surrounding you. Now, that's a lot of ifs. So if you told me, like, the option is keep Rui or keep Kuzma, I, I think everyone would choose Kuzma, right? Oh, I don't yeah, think anybody would have even not an, even an argument. Kyle, Kyle Kuzma's playing right. his way. Right. Um, will he be all NBA this year? That's 15 guys. Yeah. I don't know if, Probably he's, not. I don't know if he's top 15. But he's certainly playing like a guy that trends toward being a significant contributor. Maybe even because he's knock on wood, he's available all the time. But we we talk about that all the time. Kyle answers the bell every night. Yes. Well, I mean, last year, obviously, the last fifteen plus games, he was was he was out. I mean, the season was over. You know what have you? But for the most part, you're right. If the if the question is is if I lose Kuzma, if I decide to trade Kuzma on my own volition, or if I and, – and there's really two parts of this, right? I could try and trade Kyle Kuzma because, A, for whatever reason, I want to max value, return. I, I don't think I can get him signed. I don't know if I can make him happy. What ha- Or his agent could say to Tommy, look, he, he's not coming back. You know, there, there's two elements – to, I guess, trading Kuzma, right? Those are the two. Now, if you told me one of those two elements and ultimately an execution of a trade of Kyle Kuzma, you asked, would you trade both Kuzma and Rui? And the Mm -hmm. answer for me, at least right now, without really doing a deep dive, is I wouldn't want to do that because in a heavy three-point shooting league, that's two significant three-point options that now I'm dealing and trying to figure out how do I make up for that offense. Yes, I can clear the deck on some salary. Yes, I can get some more draft picks. But as you just pointed out, Johnny Davis still still playing in the go-go. Corey Kispert, up and down. Uh, They're still waiting for guys to develop, so there's no guarantee that if you clear the deck with Kuzma and Rui, Mm -hmm. that you're A, going to be able to replace that three-point shooting. and, And Shams brought up a great point. If if they re, if they don't move Rui, maybe that's the sign that they have that Kuzma 
um, you know, would not re-sign uh, with the team. Right. So. Right. Exactly. It Be- because it doesn't make sense really, to trade both. Yeah. Right. Well, and, and there's no doubt Kuzma brings you a much higher return. There's a general manager out there, probably on a contending team, that probably values Kyle Kuzma in a way that you'd get a good return. Who could use a guy like Kyle? Oh, Kuzma? I'm just saying. There's good, right. but but teams. But what know, do you have to pay but for? Teams him? know. Smart general managers know yeah. that he's going to be available in yeah. the offseason. It's the thing we wrestle with all right. the time. You know, in sports, if you've got a guy that's got an expiring contract, okay, Deron Payne. Do you trade him and get assets in return, mm-hmm. or do you risk losing him for nothing like this offseason? And that's where the commanders have gotten with Deron Payne. You know, they're sitting here on eggshells. Do we re-sign him, or do we, take, do we risk losing him to another team that could come back to haunt us? Because the last thing you want to do is be playing against Deron Payne, and he kicks your rear end, mm-hmm. knowing that you could have re-signed him. Uh, depending on the kind of money that, I mean, doesn't his, there's going to be a team that offers $18 million in annual value, isn't there? For Duran? Yes. Oh, of course. Okay. I mean, but the question is whether, I don't even think he'll make it on the free agent market. Because I'm just saying, he'll remember. Get ta- he'll get if, tagged. Now they could trade him. Yeah, sure. Sure. You could tag and trade. But, I mean, my, my point is, my point is, Duran Payne is now up into an area and Kyle Kuzma's done the same thing. Kyle Kuzma is moving up into a significant rent district in terms of pay. And Deron Payne has done the same thing. Deron is almost into an area of the type of money that you're paying an edge rusher, a good edge rusher. Yeah. Um, well, when you have 11 and a half sacks as an interior guy, that, that's going to that, open some eyeballs. Is that an anomaly? For an interior uh, guy, I mean that's what I, mean, I, st- that, what, what I still talking, don't know. We're getting into the conversation of nearly like, nearly yeah. like Aaron Donald yeah. and other good, in, rare good interior sack guys. It, it's 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 not exactly the same, but it's like if you decide to pay Rui, right in the NBA, are you going to get that consistency out of him? Whatever team he's on, Wizards, whatever. Mm-hmm. Are you going to get that consistency out of it? And so far, the answer has been, eh, not really. With Duran, what did I tell you every time we talked about Duran Payne before this year? Every scout that I, my own eyes, I think everyone realized this. People didn't make as big of a deal out of it as maybe I did. He was inconsistent, man. So you have to decide two things, whether dude found the consistency trait Gene this year, and that wasn't a one-year anomaly. I'm going to be a free agent. This is my opportunity. And while doing that, you also have to examine, you mentioned Aaron Donald. I mean, clearly when Aaron Donald's on, he's not Aaron Donald. But you have to also determine, is he the byproduct as an interior rusher of Jonathan Allen and Montez Sweat serving as a bread sandwich around him. Understand that, but he did. But that mean he did produce, though. He did he, produce he did, in that way. But you have to determine, Pete. Again, as we tie two well, sports Allen and two teams is gonna together, be here. we know that, right? But you have to determine whether you're the Commanders, whether you're the Wizards, whether you're. And again, it's two totally different situations. I'm just trying to tie the pieces together. 
as an evaluator, you and as a team, you have to determine, is that guy a byproduct of the talent around him? Is he a byproduct? Is his consistency all of a sudden the byproduct of a free agent walk year and I know the bag of cash? See, here's the thing that would worry me about a guy like Deron Payne. He doesn't seem like a guy that cares one way or the other whether he's here or not. He just wants to get paid. That is one thing that worries me about him. He does not appear to be appear to be a guy that cares all that much about where it comes from. He just wants it. Does that really matter in your mind? Yeah, I think it does. I mean, it, I think it, Jonathan Allen wanted to be here. I think well, Terry McLaurin Jonathan wanted Allen's to be got, here. Jonathan Allen has ties. I, I understand. Terry here. McLaurin didn't. Terry McLaurin yeah. wanted to be here. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm I not. Mean, I'm not saying everybody has to want to be here. Mo- look. The, the team you're most valuable to, if you have performed, is the one you're playing on because they don't want to lose a good player usually. Yeah. So that's why that and, – and similar thing with the Wizards. Luxury tax, is, luxury tax threshold is probably going to be around 162 next year. Beal is 46. Mm-hmm. Porzingis can opt in for 36. 36. So if Kuzma ends up somewhere around 30, you know, Hachimura is cheap next year. He's restricted – and you could qualify him at like I think a little under nine, so, but you're not going to get the same production out of Hachimura as you're going to get that you get out of Kuzma. Right. So are you willing to go 46, 36, and 30 for three guys? The rest of your roster would have to be built, you know, rather cheaply. Well, at that that's point. where all those first round picks that have been inconsistent, yeah, come into play. But deals, then, do you right? have a guy like you know? Do I, I mean? Do, <sighs> Like we we you know then do you have a guy like um uh, uh what what's his name um the kid from Baltimore um Will Barton Will Barton I, I mean I I don't know yeah you know, I mean we he's can making play. fourteen this year and yeah. not playing right now right so that's that's a little bit of a, a caution as right. well that's a guy they thought they were going to get a little more uh, production out of yep. as well three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty Jerry distancing from Dan Charles London coming to town. We'll talk about that next. Right now, Chris tells us what's trending. All right, how about this? The NFL announcing the teams that will play overseas, uh, not the exact matchups, but the Titans and Bills will play in London. The Jaguars will play their normal game overseas at Wembley. Chiefs and Patriots in Germany, now the Commanders, only have one of those teams on the 2023 schedule. That would be the Patriots. And, again, they're going to play in Germany Don't know if the Commanders would be that team that matches up with them. Stay tuned. Meanwhile, from the Senior Bowl and tying into the Washington Commanders, Jennifer King, who we talk about quite often, Randy Jordan's assistant uh, as the running backs coach, and along with Ryan Kerrigan, Ben Jacobs, the assistant special teams coordinator, and Travell Wharton, the assistant offensive line coach, they're all going to represent the Commanders as part of the coaching staffs at the Senior Bowl and the Live Golf Tour officially announcing its deal on television with the CW Network. Friday rounds will be shown only on the app, Saturday and Sunday broadcast on the channel CW and the app. And that's what's trending. Charles London in town 
to interview for the OC position officially today. Worth noting, I think Ben Standing re- uh, pointed this out too, and I uh, want to credit it properly. Remember, when you're interviewing for coordinator positions, the NFL uh, – Mandatory, you have to interview two minority candidates. London would be the first uh, minority candidate to interview, so they must complete another uh, interview with a minority candidate if they can get another minority candidate to interview. Because remember, we got guys, I mean, understandably, because they are lateral moves for guys like Bevel, uh, most notably. How about Ben Johnson returning uh, to Detroit mm-hmm. and and you know, turning down an opportunity to interview for a head coaching well, position. Well, it's not exactly a lateral position for Bevel. I mean, he's been an OC well, before, yeah, but he's not technically. Now he's, an, he's the, like quarterback. the quarterback's coach and passing but, game coordinator. You know, you're he didn't li- call the plays. You're in Miami. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. You're in Miami. Uh, Daryl Bevel turning down Washington and the Jets mm-hmm. should be pointed out. Landfill was just, you know, arguing while we were in the bathroom. Weird place to argue. Wow, Russell, that, Russell and Landfill I mean, arguing in the bathroom. That's a reality not, there's show. There's not a lot of oxygen. That's a reality show, Maddie, right there. There was not a lot of oxygen Get Discovery available. Channel. Get Christo Doyle on the line. <laughs> That's a public school Doyle. productions um, uh, reality show waiting to happen. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, here's the thing real quickly, and then we'll get more into it. Touchdown at 10 because we got to uh, make a quick turnaround here. Uh the like two Dar- of them arguing with Eric Bickle taking a number two at a stall. Darryl, That's a show. Daryl Bevel, mm-hmm. I-, I can't blame him for turning down the Commanders. He turned down the Jets as well. They're two different organizations, two different situations. But let's be honest, boys and girls. If you just mentioned Miami, if I'm with Mike McDaniel and the Miami Dolphins and the ascent is going up, where's the ascent going in Washington. You can make an argument that they are ascending to some degree with the Jets outside of the quarterback spot. But you aren't you aren't ascending in Washington. Remember though, you've got volatile ownership in Miami. Not more volatile than you currently have right here, right now. Right now. But right. So I mean at least Mr. Johnson is you know safe with New York. He's the lesser of the three evils. Sure. If you give me Stephen Ross and exiting Dan Snyder and Woody Johnson, I'm probably going to work for Woody Johnson. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Plus, but, he's like the ambassador of but, Ireland or yes, something like but that. But I'm, right? I'm coaching Tua, Sam Howell, or Zach Wilson. Yeah. What's the better? Well. A highly concussed I mean, Tua? <laughs> yeah. I mean that's and that's the problem there. I mean yeah. it wouldn't be an argument if that wasn't the issue in Miami. But right now that's the issue in Miami. All right. So remember, you know, whether they're going to get this done or not, London's the first of at least two minorities that have to interview for a coordinator position. So Washington going to achieve that today, getting number one done with Charles London, who I do believe is a viable candidate uh, for this position. I think he's a name to watch here uh, as this situation goes along. 301-230-0980. They were once very seemingly close professional friends in the industry. One of them seems to be separating from the other. We'll talk about that coming up next on Touchdown at 10. It's right here with Russell and Medhurst, 9 to noon every day on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.